Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is another AMA episode that is Ask Me Anything. But first, a thank you to our sponsor. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee from Boquete, Panama. Their specialty coffee sells for a premium to the commodity coffee at auction. And as a landowner, you would benefit from those high prices. The idea of a safe, diversified, cash-flowing offshore investment is intriguing to you check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back. This is another AMA episode that is Ask Me Anything. And David from Pittsburgh has a great question. Among the diverse array of real estate investment vehicles, what are typical annual rates of return? What about the risk levels? Are there rules of thumb that are even helpful? Or do you need to review projects on a case-by-case basis? I'm thinking a rule of thumb could be helpful in the big picture if someone wants to be a passive investor. Well, David, this is a great question. What I would say is there are no rules of thumb when it comes to markets in general. But what you do want to do is develop rules of thumb for your own investing. You want to develop rules of thumb for your own criteria. What is going to meet your investment objectives? There's very little useful information to be found in the market averages. Earlier this week on the podcast, I was reporting market averages for the city of Toronto, where the cap rates are running, in some cases for multifamily, in the threes, you know, talking three and a half percent cap rate for multifamily. That's that's your net income before financing. Even if you attach any kind of leverage to the project and you have any kind of financing, you're not making any money. So you can't really go with the market averages. You've got to be looking for those special situations that are going to meet your investment criteria. Then and only then do you pull the trigger. My recommendation is establish a rule of thumb that makes sure you have enough profit margin in any project. Now, whether you measure the profit margin as the profit on a sale or the profit margin as measured between appraised value and your total initial investment, you want to make sure that you have a decent profit margin. And by that, I mean something in the 25 to 30% range. Reason for going that high is because you want to be super selective. You don't want to go with average projects because you're going to get average results or below average results. And that's not what you want, especially now that the market is so expensive. As interest rates go up, it's reasonable to expect that we're going to see another market cycle where we'll see a pullback in prices, particularly as interest rates go up. You want to be well positioned. You want to make sure that you are protected on the downside. Establishing your criteria has a bunch of different facets to it. You want to make sure that you're buying in the right asset class. If it's multifamily, are you buying stabilized asset or are you buying a value-add situation, meaning a business turnaround, perhaps a property that's been underperforming, maybe below market rents, where you have the opportunity to make improvements to the property, increase rents, increase occupancy, and get the property performing to where it needs to be. There's many different strategies that you can employ And as a passive investor, recognize that you're not investing in a passive business. You are investing in an active business. As a passive investor, you've got to partner. You've got to be working with a team of folks that are experts at what they do because there's no such thing as a passive business. I don't believe there is. I think they're all active businesses. Now, you can invest passively, but it's an active business. So developing those rules of thumb involves establishing a clear criteria, and that's in three dimensions. Number one, what's the kind of deal? What are the metrics that need to be satisfied for you to pull the trigger on a particular deal? Number two is the people. Who are the people that you need involved? What's the caliber of team? Are you going to be happy with two guys in a pickup truck as long as they have a reasonable track record? Or are you looking for someone who's a little bit more established with a stronger track record? 
And then number three, you want to make sure that you're in the right market. Got to have the right market conditions so that you're not just doing a single project, but in fact, you can see and visualize a stream of investment. You want to make sure that you have all three. When you're establishing the financial criteria for your investment, you want to make sure that you've got all of those goals clearly defined. I wrote about them in the book Magnetic Capital under the chapter called Alignment. And this is where you specify what's the size of the investment, what's the term of the investment, meaning how long is your capital going to be tied up for, what's the rate of return, what's the liquidity, what is the risk, what's the security, what's the tax consequence, what's the control structure. And you want to make sure that you have the right answers to every single one of those. You want to make sure that you have that criteria clearly established so that when you're presented with an opportunity, you have a very objective way of evaluating it and making a yes-no decision. Thank you to David for a great question. Keep them coming. If you have a question that you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. Send it to victor at victorjm.com, and I'll answer it live on the air. In the meantime, have a spectacular rest of your day. Make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.